when anything happens in Leafs Nation, ESPN NHL reporter Kristen Shilton. How are we, Kristen? Oh, doing so well. How are you guys? Good. Good. We're buzzing. We're buzzing. What's your day like today? Your first ESPN Trade Center day, right? Well, my second. Last year year was my first, but uh, I honestly have been just so crazed from all of the trades that have already happened that it's almost nice that today is kind of the uh, the slow news day that we sort of were all expecting given all the action that's happened because let me tell you the last five days uh, have not included a whole lot of sleeping or doing literally anything other than monitoring for trades. Human so. activities. It's, but you know yeah. what though? Like it's It's got to be good for the sport, right? Like ESPN, like they have such an influence on whether or not this sport can grow, especially down in the States. And with all the mm-hmm. movement, the star players that have been moved and talked about and dealt, like this has to be really, really good timing for uh, for the sport in its future. Well, it's great because it's right after, you know, the NBA trade deadline where so much happened mm-hmm. and the big names were all on the move. And, and this has kind of been, you know, the NHL equivalent to that. I mean, it's obviously different parameters with salary caps and things in different leagues, but we've seen some really surprising trades. I think we've seen teams going all in the Eastern Conference. Just it's like going to be a cage match to get through this first round. Uh, it, and it's exciting. And I think for uh, hockey in general, it's just nice to see some aggressive uh, GMs and some, uh, you know, some trades that we really didn't see coming. And you never know what the next uh, hour and a half will bring, but uh, I, I, there's still some big names out there. So who knows uh, what else we might see as well. So it's all good things. And it is nice for the NHL to kind of followed up the NBA with uh, a pretty exciting deadline week of their own. Yeah, it's been awesome so far. Kyle Dubas has been really active, more active than, than we've really ever seen him. And Kristen, you covered his entire, for your entire tenure as, as on the Leafs beat. Kyle Dubas was there. You've seen him grow throughout his career. What did his approach to the deadline, like what was your reaction to his approach to the deadline this year and, and how did it differ from other seasons? Yeah, you know, I, I really thought after the O'Reilly Achari trade that there would maybe not be another big move in his uh, in his process, but then I thought that uh, going after Jake McCabe and, and bringing uh, Sam Lafferty in, you're adding more depth, and, and you know, you have to like that. You're, you're really trying to surround your core, if you're Dubas, with everything that they could possibly need in order to not just get through the first round, but to really carry that on. And, and he said uh, after the O'Reilly trade, you know, you, you have to look at your window and you have to say, hey, here we are, top five in the standings again. We've got to take advantage of that. And so I just appreciate that, that Dubas it has put all his chips in the middle, that he has, you know, even moved some roster players at this point, which he didn't really want to do. He's moved, um, you know, a lot of that draft capital that, uh, you know, that Toronto won't have over the next couple of years, but that it doesn't really need because that's not where they're at. They're not trying to build through the draft, that's what they've been doing. And they still have some terrific prospects. Uh, you know, we talk about Matthew Nice. He's just having such a great season in college right now. Uh, and there's there's players that are coming up through the system. So I think Dubas' approach in setting this year's Leafs up to have the best opportunity in the playoffs they could possibly have without mortgaging what you know, the next several years are going to look like for this franchise. It's been a really nice balance. And if we're saying he doesn't do anything else, uh, you know, before 3 p.m., then 
I think this is the most, this has the potential, I should say, to be the most successful trade deadline that he's had uh, with Toronto so far, just because of the potential that these additions are going to have. And I wouldn't, you know, I I don't begrudge the fan base for judging everyone on their first couple of games, but let's give some of these players a little bit of time to, you know, find their feet before we start saying whether this is a, a yay or nay for Dubas at the deadline. With so many acquisitions, it's six new players that have come in, and, and it's like completely flipped the bottom end of the roster. And there's been a little bit of a shift in mentality as, as to the types of players that they've kind of acquired and thrown into this lineup. How much influence do you think Jason Spezza has had in that? He's a guy who's been in the room the last couple of years when they've had those heartbreaks. Now he's up in management, and he's a you know, right-hand man to Kyle Dubas. Do you think he has had some influence in maybe you know, getting Dubas to buy into the other side a little bit? I have no doubt that even when Spezza was a player, that he would have spoken up and said, hey, you know, we need, you know, more of this or more of that, you know, to try to get, uh, you know, to get that team where he hoped uh, that it would be when he was still in the lineup. But absolutely now, you know that he and, and Dubis are in constant conversation. And if he was asked for his thoughts or to give an opinion on what he felt was lacking. Uh, I'm absolutely certain that he would be able to articulate that really well because Spets is obviously uh, an incredibly smart hockey mind. Uh, he's a hockey lifer. He loves the game, loves the sport and does have a real pulse on, on his teammates and his teammates love him right back or, you know, his, obviously his, his old teammates loved him right back. So I would think there's, there's definitely some great insight that he could provide. And you do see that the Leafs have targeted players with a little more sandpaper, a little more grit. Um, you look at what, you know, Luke Shen can do. Uh, you, you see McKay, but these are, these are bigger players. They're, they're guys that aren't afraid to, to get involved in the physical side of the game. And it, it, the biggest thing for the Leafs is that they've just been, so reliant in the playoffs on, okay, well, what are our core four going to do for us and how many pucks are they going to put in the net? And it's just not how you win in the playoffs. And there's no better example of that than Tampa. And you know you're going to play Tampa, so you may as well, yeah, you know, burn some of the tape from last year because it was awful. Uh, A couple of their, uh, you know, their periods, especially against them in the playoffs. But at the same time, take what they did well and, and try to, you know, emulate that. And the one thing that the Lightning have always done well is they have a good mix of, of those forward talents and, uh, you know, some of those grittier players. So I think when it comes to even just having Spezza involved in the way that he is so keenly aware of what probably what's gone wrong for the team the last couple of years and how they could change that, I have no doubt that, uh, you know, whatever he was asked, uh, for to do, whether that was give an opinion or um, highlight some players he thought might help. Uh, I'm sure that he uh, definitely was a valuable resource there for Dubas. Yeah, talk about a, a first-hand experience in the room with Kristen Shilton right now of ESPN. And to that point, I feel like you and Mark Masters know that dressing room most most intimately, Kristen. So you mentioned, and, and it was obvious, that Kyle Dubas really, really didn't want to trade roster players for a long time. And I thought Rasmus Sandin getting dealt was significant because he's one of Kyle Dubas's first draft picks. He's well-loved in the room. He was a Sioux draft pick. A Sioux draft pick. <laughs> like, that just adds to the whole allure and, and the viz of him and Willie walking out arm-in-arm when when he was officially traded. What did you make of that? Were you surprised? You know, I was a little bit surprised 
only because it really felt like the rhetoric at the beginning of the season was how important Sandin was for the organization's future on the blue line. But it just goes to show you that, you know, in this league, it's all about what have you done for me lately? And it's also about we have to think about the organization as a whole. You've got to look at, I think, Timothy Lilligren has maybe surprised in how well he has performed this season, seeing him kind of blossom and take on a bigger role and and really, uh, I, I think, get a good foothold with the club. Maybe that makes it easier to uh, move on from somebody like Sandine. But it's also that you have to look at what a player's value is to other teams out there. And if Washington is looking to, you know, kind of rebuild its defense and they wanted, you know, some young players with some term to make up for the veterans that were going out the door, you know, that's they're going to look and they're going to say, hey, you know, we like this guy. And if you're Dubas and you're thinking, hey, you know, I don't have a first round pick because I've been trading them away and that might be a valuable asset to have going into uh, the trade deadline on Friday if this is who Washington wants, if this is who they feel is going to work in their system, and this is a good offer, do we have enough, you know, enough players in our system where we feel like we can make up for that deficit? And obviously they did. So it's it's the same with Engvall. I don't think that, you know, you necessarily want to move on from players that you draft and develop and who are important, um, you know, who have been important in your past. But uh, you just, you have to make those bigger picture um, decisions to put the team in the best spot that you can going forward. So um, it, it's a little bit of, of, I think, everything, but it always comes down at this time of year to what's the best offer and is it an offer that you feel like if you're making it right now, does it make your team better now and into the future? And as you know, as in, as hard as it is to say goodbye to a 22-year-old defenseman, you know, you also have to look at, at who you have and what your goals are over the next couple of years. No guarantee, uh, you know, of anything. But if your goal right now is you want to win a Stanley Cup, you bring in Jake McCabe. He's got some term. Uh, if this is your window, then you've got to have the best players on the ice to try to make those things happen. With Kristen Shilton, 20 games to go for the Maple Leafs here before uh, the playoffs boards go time. What's the number one burning question that you still have that you want to be answered in the final 20? Well, I mean, it's a little bit about the goaltending. I I think just because not that it hasn't been strong, but, you know, you've got these injuries to Murray. Is he going to be able to to stay healthy here down the stretch? Not that I think they need to add a goalie, but I I think the biggest thing is just you want to feel confident if you're the Leafs that you have that strong tandem going into the postseason and that, they're at the top of their game. Uh, you're not going to be, you know, relying on Joseph Wall necessarily, although he's proven, I think, that he's pretty capable of being that number three guy. But I, I think there's so many questions that really have been answered to this point by the Leafs and the moves that they've made, the way that they've played. They've been pretty consistent. You look at their forward groups, it's hard to find a lot of flaws. They have good depth. They have, as we said, they've got the physicality a bit more ramped up now with some of these acquisitions. It really just comes down to are you going, when you go into a first round series, are you going to have in that week and a half, because it's all you have, 
is like 10 days basically is your goaltending uh really going to be there for you and i i think that's um something that can't be answered necessarily over the next 20 games except from a health perspective and that's just you know let's see murray come back let's see how he's able to perform and you know samsonov has i think been just you know he's he's been good despite you know what happened the other night but it's uh for me that's that's really the only lingering question I, w- I would have for Toronto and again I don't think they need to add a goalie I, I think they've got the depth there it's just it's going to be so important and so critical uh and just that health is uh is, is a big factor so I'll be I'll be very uh, curious to see how uh, Murray's able to perform when he comes back and the kind of impact it has for Toronto. Yep, and he is technically can be activated at any point now to uh, off LTIR to, to join the main club. So we'll see if that happens soon and, and what he looks like. Because you're right, that is definitely one of the big burning questions that I'm sure we'll all have throughout uh, the final 20 games. Kristen, really appreciate it as always. And uh, we'll chat again real soon. Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me. Oh, thank you for taking the time. It's been a, a busy couple of weeks for you, I'm sure. Hopefully you have yourself a nice bottle of red tonight to uh, to celebrate. <laughs> the whole bottle, A.B., I like it. Just well, aim high. size of my glass, man. I'm just waiting for it. I could just picture you. Like, what was that, uh, the lady across the street from the person with the door? Whatever that show. What? Did you ever see that show on Netflix? Kristen, please tell me you've seen that Netflix show. The the one with... Um, the one with Kristen Bell. Yes. Where she keeps... Po- yeah, oh, I know exactly what that'll be me. Yes. It'll just be me and a gigantic glass of wine i can't wait i'm so glad that you knew what i was talking about because everyone else in the studio is looking at me like what the hell are you saying so kristen you're the best yes (laughs) thank you so much